Hey, Peter Howard here from the Dynasty Crossroads Show. Did you know people that listen to the Dynasty Crossroads Show are 20% more likely to be happy? Probably. Maybe. This and other maybe facts on the Dynasty Crossroads. Check it out. Yeah. Chicken or crow, chicken or crow, crossing the... Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. Wake your ass up, get up, cock-a-doodle-doo, it's Ray G in the building, and as always, joined by my partner in crime, Jay Rich. Talk to the What's people, Jay. What's going on, man? How you people. doing? How are the people doing? It's, it's a good morning. We got Q&A today, which is great. We got some questions overnight, which we were really surprised about, but it's great to have the people here waking up early with us yeah. each and every day. Trust me, if you're here every day, we notice, we appreciate it. Yes. So I got to say thank you because I don't say it enough. I don't say thank you enough. You always thank the people. Thank you from me because yeah. we see you in here every day. We appreciate you. We just love doing this show, man. Yeah, we man. love putting on a show for you and helping you guys out. So this is going to be a really good show, Q&A. We'll take a few questions probably from the chat as well. But I hope hey, you guys enjoy it, man, because hey, there's a lot of good questions today. R- real quick, on the intro, do you like when I screamed at Jay Rich? Uh, I, I see <laughs> Every time I see that part, I'm like, I wonder what they, they probably think I'm just so mean to you, you know, just screaming at you, yelling, and you look so shocked. You're just like, damn, dude, you're just screaming at me like that. But nah, like Jay said, we appreciate y'all tapping in, um, showing yes, love. Make sure you comment on the video. You got to be subscribed if you're waking up. We appreciate you. Tell your yeah. friends. Subscribe to the newsletter. It's in the description. Um, we just appreciate it, man. We, we enjoy doing this, even when we don't feel... 100% we always say we got to give the people uh we got to be exciting and, and entertaining if people are waking up 7 a.m 6 a.m 5 a.m some of y'all in a diff- different damn continent and it's in the afternoon uh we got to give y'all what y'all want man and, and we enjoy doing this so we just appreciate y'all being here and these shows that we do on wednesday is sort of a token of our appreciation um i don't answer a lot of questions on twitter from anybody like I, just a sheer volume of stuff i can't do that um but it's our way of giving back just trying to engage with y'all um, talk about some of the things that you want to talk about, show you some of the things that you want to see. Uh, definitely appreciate all the feedback we got from the, you know, the prospect profile thing is a big deal to me. Like, that's really what I enjoy. That's my passion. That's what I love to do. Um, so doing it live was like, I'm just being being vulnerable with you. I'm being vulnerable, I'm being transparent. Uh, it was it was kind of scary. I'm like, man, should we really do this shit live? Like, maybe we need to just like do it in post pro. But uh, the feedback that we got from doing the Brees Hall piece yesterday kind of pumps me up to do a lot more. Going through Burks, going through Spiller, going through Walker, going through Garrett Wilson, all these people that y'all want to see, um, and getting ahead of it early. So we just want to say thank you. We appreciate doing this show, and uh, 
All right, that's enough love and all of that, man. Jay, do we have any news at all? It didn't. It didn't seem like a lot of stuff came through the NFL streets, the the college football wire uh, over the past couple of days. I know there were a couple of declarations uh, for the NFL draft. I think that deadline passed Monday or Tuesday. Some defensive mm-hmm. players. We. I don't know if we mentioned it. But Zach Charbonnet back to school. I think that may be one yeah. of the questions today. We'll kind of talk about that. But any other news that hit the wire uh, yesterday? Uh, not really. No. The main the main thing, honestly, that I saw was there was reports that Bill O'Brien was interviewing for the Jaguars job, and there was another report basically saying that he's more than likely to not get the job. And the other big story, as far as I'm concerned, was Mike Tomlin. And so there was a report yesterday that came out talking about how Mason Rudolph is likely to be the Steelers quarterback in 2020, what, 2022. And Mike Tomlin pushed back. He's like, no, we have a lot of things we have to address this offseason. And quarterback is one of those needs. And so all options are on the table. He was basically asked whether they're going to bring in a rookie, a veteran, whether they're going to roll with Mason Rudolph. And he just said, you know, we have to keep all of our options open. It depends on our global needs. And ultimately, we're going to decide what's best for the team based off of all of our needs, not just the one needed quarterback. And so basically, as far as I'm concerned, it sounds like it just depends on what they want to do in the draft, how things fall. And ultimately, I think they're going to have a different quarterback than Mason Rudolph because they're going to exercise all options at the end of the day to get a quarterback in there that they believe in. And if it's Mason Rudolph after everything happens, I think for them, it's so be it. But for now, everything is on the table. Man, when I saw that, bro, I just I was like, there's no way there, there there's no way. First of all, it's too it's too fresh in the season for them to make that decision. Um, free agency, NFL draft. There, there's no way. There, there's no way Pittsburgh were, they were going to voluntarily just walk into next season with Mason Rudolph as their starter. Um, no, I, I wasn't buying that when I saw that come across the screen. And I'm glad Mike Tomlin came out, got in front, got a, got ahead of it early, and said we're keeping all options on the table. That's that's non-factor, non-news. There's there's no way. There's absolutely no way uh, they're going in the season with Mason Rudolph. So neither here nor there. Jay, you're gonna tee us up with you're gonna tee me up with the questions today, right? I, I, there's a lot yeah, rolling yeah. in. There's a lot rolling in um, in the live chat. We're gonna get through the ones that people submitted. I think it's gonna answer some of the questions in the chat, and then time permitting, we'll uh, we'll go back to some stuff. So let's get it popping, Jay. What we got? So the first is, what do we do with Hertz and the Slim Reaper in Dynasty? Yeah. And this is actually from Rico. So Rico was talking about these quarterback wide receiver combos from college to the NFL. And, you know, we've seen the success of Chase. We've seen the success of some other players that have been great, like Waddle and Tua. But we're not really seeing it here, right? And as far as I'm concerned, you know, Devonta Smith to Jalen Hurts was never really a connection in college. Yes, they put on the same team, but it's not quite the same as Chase and, uh, yeah, and Burrow, Burrow. And then as well, Tua and Waddle, right? Just a little different. But what do you do with Smith and Hurts, and kind of how do you feel about them overall? And in Dynasty, like, are they buy lows? Are you selling? Kind of where are you at with both those guys? All right. So complete transparency, because, like, last night when Jay and I were prepping for today's show, we hadn't had a lot of questions in. So I was like, look, I, I need to do my top 10 cornerstone uh, quarterback rankings, like my final end of season. And for me, what I do um, with the patrons, patreon.com forward slash prospect talk, I rank cornerstone players and I look at three draft classes. I look at uh, the current year, so 2021 rookies, the year before the prior year, 2020, and then the incoming class, 2022. And I rank those young cornerstone foundational assets. And as I was doing that exercise, I'm looking at all the quarterbacks from 2020, 2021, and the upcoming class of 2022. And Jay, I'm just sneak peek behind the curtain. We'll probably do this next week. 
I've got Jalen Hurts ranked 10th, man. Um, I yeah. got him behind Mac Jones. I got him behind one of the 2022 quarterbacks. I have him behind Zach Wilson. He, this my, my issue with Jalen Hurts is while he's a great fantasy asset, We've seen these quarterbacks that, I, I'm listen, you have to be able to throw the ball consistently from the pocket to retain a starting job in the NFL. And if you can't do that consistently, you better be an elite runner of the football, which Jalen Hurts is not. Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, elite runners, of, like game-changing elite quality that that they just bring something else to the table right I don't think Hertz's ability to run the ball makes up for his deficiencies to accurately put the ball where it needs to go um consistently like you you just it's it's a it's an unfair comparison to to say Tom Brady versus Jalen Hurts but watching those guys play man just the talent gap in arm talent and processing is problematic and I get it that this was essentially Jalen Hurts' rookie season, right? And while he can develop and progress, it's the same thing that Nick Saban saw at Alabama, man. Like, this was Jalen Hurts at Alabama. Good on the ground, very good on the ground, streaky through the air. And that's what, if, if you go back to when he had to make that switch, he didn't even want to talk about a quarterback change because I think he loved Jalen. I think he really appreciated what he brought to the table, but he knew that he could not consistently throw them to went to victories. And he had to make that switch. And that's when Alabama sort of took off. So if I have Jalen Hurts, I still think he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks, man. But I I don't I don't do you see him getting a a, a bag, a long term deal? No. Do you feel stable with Jalen Hurts at quarterback? I don't. I just don't. No. Devontae Smith I'm not worried about it. Quarterback situations change so frequently. The fact that he had damn near a thousand yards in that offense is just in, yeah. like when you really think about it, he had almost a thousand yards in that offense as a rookie uh, is incredible. First and foremost, so for me, Devontae Smith more to, more of a player that I think you can go get in dynasty right now. I think I saw a trade where someone traded uh, a 2023 first and Devontae Smith. Uh, they traded away AJ Brown and got a 2023 first in Devontae Smith. Wow. That's a move I would make. Uh 10 out of without hesitation. I just have big time concerns and I'm a Jalen Hurts truther, man. If I ask you, you right now, who's who's a better passer? Just who do you have more faith in? Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts as a thrower of the football? For and, and it's I know Lamar Jackson. it's Lamar Jackson. And he's an elite but, rusher of the football. Yeah, but okay, so but where I where I give you a little bit of pushback with that comparison is do you think that Jalen Hurts can improve the way that Lamar Jackson has improved? Because Lamar Jackson, when he came in, wasn't the best thrower of the football and he did improve. Um another question I have for you, because I saw this in the chat multiple times, and I think it's interesting because you said that you have a, a quarterback below or ahead of Jalen Hurts in 2022. Would you trade Jalen Hurts for the one on one in Michael Carter today? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would. And you're asking me, can he improve? Yes, 100% he can. But it's 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 almost, I'm, I'm just, what it feels like. And those of y'all who, who really are tapped into college football, it seems exactly like his college situation. Like, can yeah. you win games with Jalen Hurts? Yes. But when when rubber meets the road, it, let, me, let me just say this. If Philly gets down 14-0, you are not confident that he's going to be able to it's throw over. you back into the game, right? 
Tom Brady's down 14 nothing. Probably throw you back in the game. Um, and I know it's Tom Brady. Josh Allen down 14 nothing. Probably throw you back in the game. Um, there, there are there are quarterbacks that you feel confident that they can throw you back into the game down for just 14. I'm not talking 28-0. I'm not talking 21-0. Just two scores down. That game was over, man. There was no way yeah. in hell they were going to be able to like once once Tampa Bay got up on them. It, it and it pains me to say this. It just truly feels reminiscent of his time at Alabama. Good moments of brilliance and greatness. And then just the 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 struggles and the inconsistencies, man. And to to his point, there are not a lot. I mean, you've got really two pass catchers. You got Smith and Dallas Goddard. That's really it. So maybe they add another receiver. It helps out. But he has got to. I mean, I mean, he's missing receivers. Yeah. He is locked onto his first read, and if it's not there, he's either tucking it and running right, throwing it away. It's just. We'll see, man. I just right now, I feel more stability and insulation on my team, knowing that Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral will probably be the starting quarterback for three to four years with whichever team drafts him in the first round, opposed to it. Let me just say this: if I'm Philadelphia, I'm 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 exploring all opportunities to upgrade that position, and I wasn't on that stance early. I'm like, give him a shot; he's yeah. earned it. If he can get Deshaun Watson, if they can get Russell Wilson. If they can draft a rookie, I don't think that's off the table. And if I'm Howie Roseman, if I'm that, if I'm that ownership leadership group, I'm looking at all options. I, I am, I am concerned for my Jalen Hurts dynasty shares. I'll just say that. I'll just say that. I mean, we saw this shit with Mitch Trubisky play out, man, and it just feels like a repeat of those situations. But that's where I'm at with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no, you you nailed it. And uh, I think it was Emmanuel Acho who brought up a point about quarterbacks and quarterback play overall. And it's like, you look at all the quarterbacks who won divisions this year. It's like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, you know, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, like top end quarterbacks. And if you don't have a top end quarterback, you're probably not going to win your division. And if you can't win your division, the chances of you getting to a Super Bowl and winning are just so slim because of how talented players are in the NFL. And Jalen Hurts just isn't there right now. He's just not there to where he can take you on the road and win you a game or two games or potentially three games to get there. Um, but let's go to college for a little bit. And how do you feel about Zach Charbonnet going back for 2022? Because, you know, we talked about how we, we thought he'd be a strong candidate to be top or you said you I think you believe you said he would be top five for sure. Locked and loaded in this class. Uh, top Again, seven, top seven, top seven, top seven, <laughs> not top five, top, top seven. seven, top seven in this class. But next year, we know the talent is much. There's a lot more talent in 2023. So how do you feel, feel about Charbonnet returning to UCLA for another year? Um, I don't love it. I think he's going to put up monster numbers, but when you got to compete with Bijan Robinson, Tank Bigsby, Jameer Gibbs, Sean Tucker, Zach Evans, at, at best, at best, right now he's RB six. At best, I would take all five of those guys over Zach Charbonnet without question. So you're already at, at best case scenario he's RB six, um, and that's not that's not factoring in players who returned, players that will pop out of nowhere. Best case scenario, he's RB6 in 2023. And when you're looking at that class, if he's RB6, you've got two to three quarterbacks 
maybe even four with uh, Van Dyke out of Miami that can push for first-round draft capital. Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, is going to be a first-round rookie draft pick. And then you've got Kayshawn Boutte, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Parker Washington, uh, Jordan Addison. I mean, you're looking at Charbonnet, best, absolute best-case scenario. He's 112 off the board in rookie drafts. And that's best case scenario, man. I, I mean, I, I didn't even talk about Rakeem Jarrett. Uh, that, that's best case scenario. So I didn't love it. It's another year, senior running back, older, damage, yeah. injury. I thought he should have come out this year, but who knows? NIL deals and uh, name, likeness, and image, excuse me, NLI deals. Is it NLI? NIL? NIL. NIL. Well, I get national letter of intent and then name, image, and likeness mixed up. Um, I didn't love it. Didn't love it for Charbonnet. I thought it should have come out. Okay, so now here's a, a little bit of a spicy one, but I think I know where you're going to lean. The 101 or Cam Akers? Single quarterback or super... Ah, uh, shit, does it matter? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter. 101 or Cam Akers? So you could get your Kenny Pickett on, on you know, Pitt, or, you know, we saw him mock somewhere else today. Uh, you know, Brees Hall on Tampa Bay? Or do you want Cam Akers? I want Cam Akers, man. And I'm not being reactionary. I'm not being reactionary. You're not being reactionary. Okay. I, you, you know. And and sure. right before the season kicked off, I'm like, Akers, I meant going into the draft, going into his final season, I wanted to see something. Uh, the receipts are out there. Love, love Akers. What I saw from a man, like, he's a game-changing weapon. Like, remember we talked about yesterday, there's a difference between running backs who can catch the ball and pass-catching weapons. When he's lining up outside and running all routes that receivers run, the speed, the burst between the tackles, and he's rusty, man. Dude ain't played football all season. He's played two games. He's got 20-something carries on the season. I want Cam Akers. He'd be 101 easy in this class. I don't care where the quarterbacks land. Um, I want Cam Akers, straight up. It's, it's, it's Cam. Okay. Give me Cam Akers. Okay, so where are you at with Elijah Mitchell? How do you feel about his long-term prospects for Dynasty Man, Fantasy Football? Why, these are some... It's This is one, probably one question that I think is one of the hardest to answer, especially for you, because you told the people, you know, Elijah Mitchell could be a thing. You know, you love the landing spot, and everything happened. He broke the Niners record for, for rushing yards, but now it's like, do we sell simply because we don't know if we trust... Shanahan to give him the work consistently every year for the next even two years. Next year, I think is a pretty good shot. But beyond that, I'm a little worried. So maybe somebody in the comments can help us out. Who's like right now consensus ADP? Who's RB12? Just tell me who. I, I just want to know who's like RB12, RB13. I don't know off the top of my head. I really don't. So as I as I filibuster here, somebody tell me who RB12, RB13 is. I'll just say this. If it were Trey Sermon who did what Elijah Mitchell produced this year, if that were Trey Sermon, there's no doubt in my mind he'd be viewed as a top 10 running back. Starting running back, San Francisco, every time he starts, he gets 20-plus carries. You can pencil him in for a couple of receptions in a very good offensive scheme that wants to run the ball, establish the run. There's no doubt Trey Sermon would be a top 10 dynasty running back. Given the draft capital, landing spot, production, Okay. I think Eli's top so, 15. I think Eli's okay, top 15. Okay, so I went on to DLF, and Elijah Mitchell is RB19 in their rankings. Sandwiched between David Montgomery and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 
Oh. RB12 is Saquon Barkley. Who? <laughs> yeah, RB12 is Saquon Barkley. Cam Akers is RB15 right now. Wow. And those are up to date as of the latest update is December 30th. Wow. But yeah, you know, a lot of these guys, they're ranking, they're all in. I am shocked. On Cam Akers. So wow. you got Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, CMC, Najee, Dalvin, Eckler, Henry, Mixon, Kamara, Chubb, Saquon. Those are your top 12 RBs. That's a pretty damn good list of RBs if you ask That's me. That's good. Damn, Saquon's – who's 13? Who's 13? Antonio Gibson, who's which four? is a little high in my opinion. Who's then you got So it's Gibson, J.K., Akers, Zeke, Aaron Jones, Montgomery, There's Mitchell, five. No, I, 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 I'm taking Elijah Mitchell. At, at, that's why I said 15 before even knowing. I'm taking him over Zeke and Aaron Jones. I'm I, I, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm over Zeke over Aaron Jones. So how do you feel about Gibson? Because I think Gibson's an interesting discussion because he was hyped coming in, but he just he he didn't quite do enough. Like even at RB 13, which is where he's at now, I don't like it. I don't think that's a good spot for him, and I would probably take Mitchell over him. I don't know, man. I mean, when he gets the volume, he's fine, right? I think J.D. McKissick is the big problem. That yeah, but hard, I mean, man. at the same time, Mitchell gets volume. It's I just know, we're, we're not worried about his volume. We're worried about think, his job security. I I loved Antonio Gibson, the prospect. Again, yeah. I don't just say this, people. Like, y'all can go look it up. Did Ray really say that shit? Yes. Go type at Ray GQ Antonio Gibson on Twitter search, and you'll see all the stuff before all mainstream media picked it up. He just leaves a lot left to be desired, right? There's just like you yeah. – I think we, we we look at what he did in college as a pass catcher and think like CMC 2.0. It's it's tough, man. But I'll just say this. Elijah Mitchell at RB17 is egregious. Uh, there's no way on earth in this galaxy, universe, metaverse, I'm taking Zeke Elliott over, over Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. No way. None. I'm done. And I am Cowboy Lover 101. I am out. Completely out on Zeke. I know he's going to get a ton of volume. If you're a win-now championship team and you want to you trade a, a second-round pick to get him to volume your way to a title, then fine. But in a dynasty startup draft, hell no. Elijah Mitchell over there, I, I'd at least say top 15. Top 15. Okay, here's a trade question, or it seems like a trade question. Waddle and Elijah Moore or Amon Ra and Chase? Wait, Waddle and what? And Elijah Moore or Amon Ra and Chase. Amon Ra and Chase. Yeah. Amon Ra and Chase. Best play- I always start off, who's getting the best player in the deal? It's Jamar Chase. I was talking to Scott Conner last night. I know it sounds crazy, but I think Jamar Chase has probably got the best opportunity uh, to, to break Calvin Johnson's record with Joe Burrow over the next five years. I, I think he's going to have the best opportunity to do that. It's Chase and Amon Ra St. Brown over Waddle and Moore. Easy for me, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Then he was also asking about swapping Smith for Amon Ra. So you, no. I'm assuming you'd be getting Smith uh, and Chase, which, which is almost a better. Do you, okay, that's a great question. Then, do you, where are you at with Smith, and do Smith. You, would you take Smith, Smith over Amon Ra? Yes, yes. I would take Devontae Smith over Amon Ra St. Brown. Yes. Now this one's a little bit tougher, although we have talked about one of these guys before. Is a t- like breakout candidate tight ends for next season in 2022, and the candidates he gave just like some examples were John Bates, Donald Parham, Albert O, Brevin Jordan, Troutman, Higby. Even though Higby's been around forever, he said he's just throwing out some names. 
But who are who are guys that you're looking at to break out in 2022 from a tight end? We know tight end is disgusting. We don't want half yeah. the tight ends in the league. But every team got one. So who are some guys that you think could maybe break out? Well, I think it's your definition of breakout. When I think breakout, I think like Mark Andrews broke out this year. Um, yeah. Uh, honestly, it's the low-hanging fruit. I think Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts scores five more touchdowns this year. And... Uh, he's a second-round dynasty startup pick. You know what I'm saying? He, he scores five additional touchdowns to his one. He he is a locked and loaded second-round pick in dynasty startups. I don't know if anybody's going to break out to Mark Andrews' degree. Um, I, I'll tell you some, some tight ends that I am investing in on the low right now that I think can have some value a year or two from now. Um, let's start with gross to, to best. I think Noah Gray. Uh, the Kansas City tight end is somebody oh, that I want. Yeah. Um, he's active every week. Um, Blake Bell, the belldozer, he's just there. He's a big body. Uh, Kelsey's still dope, but older in his career. I think Noah Gray could groom and be developed into something with Patrick Mahomes. I do like John Bates out of Washington. I have a lot of John Bates across my leagues. I've already told the people, go get Brevin Jordan on the low. I think that is a very smart and wise investment at the tight end position in Dynasty. Um, I'm still waiting on the Noah Fant breakout. Still waiting. Um, told yeah. y'all about Dalton Schultz this year. He, in my opinion, kind of broke out. And all the tea leaves, unfortunately for me, are saying Dalton Schultz is Dallas is going to have no choice but to let him walk. He's going to command too much money. Uh, so we'll see where he ends up. Could be a big boom for Dalton Schultz if he hits a good landing spot. But I like Brevin Jordan. I like Noah Gray. Um, I like John Bates. I like those guys as some some low-end dynasty. You can get those guys in throw-ins. Like John Bates, if you check your dynasty waiver wires, he might be sitting on waivers. I got John Bates all over the place. Uh, Logan Thomas is no bet to come back in and be 100%. I know they paid him, but injury history with Logan Thomas, and he's older. I like Bates. I like Jordan, and I also like uh, uh, Noah Gray. Yeah, the chat's talking about uh, Cole Komet, which I think is a great a great option, right? Okay. Uh, especially if A-Rob leaves, and we're talking about potentially more wide receivers going there in the draft. Um, but again, I think that there will be an ascension from Justin Fields in year two. He struggled a little bit this year, but I think Komet could be a guy who definitely takes a step up next season. Um, they're also talking about Harrison Bryan in Cleveland. We'll see what happens ultimately with the Cleveland tight ends. They got too many right, to really pick one many, to break right. out. Um, so I definitely agree with you there. And John Bates is a guy that if you watch hey, on tape, he, he looks very good. What's maybe up? it's maybe it's Blake Jarwin. Maybe it's Blake Jarwin. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's Blake Jarwin season finally since Dallas can't pay Dalton Schultz. You never know. So you never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, then another question that we got was opinions about Curtis Samuel and LaVisca Chenault. And he's basically he's referencing the unicorn himself, Debo Samuel, and whether or not these guys can try to replicate what Debo Samuel does. Next next question. No. It ain't happening. No. It ain't um, happening. I bought in. I Someone asked me yesterday, Ray, were you in on LaVisca? And the answer was no. <laughs> Going into the draft, I was like, I don't want him. He's always hurt. Every time I watch Colorado play, he's Paul Pierce to college football, limping off every, every damn play. He got hurt at the combine, like just always hurt. And I was out on Visca, and then I – Twitter bullied me into liking him, so I forced myself to like him. I just don't think I, I he's not going to be used that way, man. He gets banged. Yeah. I just the talent is there. He's big. He's physical. He's fast. 
We got to start like, I, I don't know if, I don't know who the next Debo is. I didn't even, I don't think people even knew Debo was the next Debo because coming in this year, it was sell Debo by Ayuk. Like that was going to be the narrative. <laughs> I'm out on Visca. Curtis Samuel, what a waste of money for Washington. Uh, no, thank you. I'm out. I, I don't want either of those players. I'm fine. I'll pass on both of them. No, thanks. All right, so how do you feel about TJ Hawkinson now in Detroit, right? Amon Ra Ascension, DeAndre Swift catching up on his passes. Do you think where he's at right now in Dynasty has a chance to go up and be a top five tight end? Like you talked about, yes. you said. Yes, yes, you think he's he can got a chance. He's got a chance. I just need to see it, right? We, we keep saying this about TJ Hawkinson. We keep saying it. Maybe he was on his way this year, gets hurt. Love the talent. I think he is top five right now. It's it's Waller, Pitts, Kelsey, Hawkinson, Andrews. There's your top five, right? Kelsey, Waller, Pitts, Hawkinson, Andrews. Yeah, Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey, Hawkinson, Kittle, Waller. Yeah, those are your top tight ends. Yes. Um, how do I feel about him? Do I think he's got Travis Kelsey upside? No. Do I think he's got George Kittle upside? No. Do I think he's got Darren Waller upside? No. Do I think he has Kyle Pitts upside? No. Do I think he has Mark Andrews upside? No. I think he's right where he should be. Top six, number six. Like, no. No, unless they get some aired-out quarterback and they make him the focal point of the offense. No, no, no. I think he's a really, really good tight end that you can rely on week to week. But do I foresee him being tight end one, tight end two, tight end three? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. Okay, so the next question that I want is uh, you have to put on your doctor's coat a little bit. Oh, right? yeah. Well, I am, talking about, t- I am a doctor of jurisprudence, so I am Dr. <laughs> I am Doctor GQ by trade, so continue. We're talking about Chris Godwin and his outlook for 2022 and kind of where you're at with Godwin. Um, I'm a big fan of Godwin personally. Yeah. I think that he's got a ton of talent. I'm not worried about the ACL injury. But where I am worried about the ACL injury in some respects is that I think it's going to lower his market value. And I wanted him to go to a team where he could sign there and be the guy and re- and really, really take off. Because as good as he is in Tampa Bay, there's so many guys there that he could be better somewhere else. But now the question is kind of talking about how do we think the Bucks retain him and how we feel about him on Tampa versus, you know, on another team when he finally comes back from this ACL injury. I mean, I want him with, I want him with Tom Brady. Like, I, I want him. I think there's enough pass volume to go around in Tampa Bay that I'm not concerned. Not concerned. Even with mm-hmm. Mike Evans, it'd be Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and they'll find another receiver, right? Whether that's Tyler Johnson or they draft somebody. Uh, I want him with Tom Brady. <sighs> if he goes somewhere else, he's got he's got to be the de facto number one. Like, you know, uh, Chris Godwin in New England with Matt Jones. I think that'd be a great fit. They need somebody that he can just look at and say, I'm going to him. Another r- rookie wide receiver on the other side that can stretch the field. I- I'm still, I-, I still like Godwin. What's Godwin? 26? He's going on 26, I believe. Let me I, think check. He's t- I think he's turning 26 or he just turned 26. Still in on Godwin. I think his market value will be a little bit lower because yeah, of the injury. turning 26. He's turning 26. Yeah, I'm still, yeah. I'm still, I'm still, I still like Chris Godwin. I still think he's got three, four good seasons left in him. I don't know how much I'd be willing to invest in him. Would I trade a first rounder for Godwin right now? Maybe like a back end first. I'd have no problem giving up for Chris Godwin. He's gonna miss probably the first part of the season, but I still like Chris Godwin. Yeah, I'm, I'm still in on him. I, I don't know if that was the question, but. I'm still. I, I want him to stay in Tampa Bay. I want him to stay in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Or go. I, I just don't want him to go to a team 
where the like he just needs to go to a passing team. Like he just needs to go to a team where the quarterback wants to throw first. He's the de facto number one option. I still like Chris Godwin a lot. So the next question is talking about your boy uh, Mason Rudolph, and if you should try and trade him right now, yeah, or stop. if you sh- you're gonna, Next, or if stop. you're gonna wait, stop. or if you're gonna wait and stop. hope that he gets stop. higher value. Stop. I'm not answering this. Next. Stop. <laughs> okay. Now J.K. Stop. Dobbins for 2022. How do you feel about J.K. Dobbins? I like J.K. You- Run first offense. The issue with J.K. Dobbins, and shout out to Nate List, his quarterback. Um, what'd you say? It's his quarterback. Well, Takes all of his touchdowns. That's the problem. Nate List, uh, if y'all know Roto Underworld, uh, Nate List, my boy, he he really put me on game to this. The Baltimore Ravens, and this is not updated from this current year's statistics, but I'm sure it only gets worse. They've targeted their running backs over the past two years the least amount of times in the entire NFL, and it's by a, it is a big gap. It's like the Baltimore Ravens, massive gap and then number 31 you know like they just do not throw the ball to the running back position if if the Lamar's first or second read isn't there if 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 Andrews isn't open and if Bateman or Hollywood and there are open he's running the ball like they very rarely check down to the running back and we all know a target is worth like one point something fantasy points more than a carry um, so if 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 what you're banking on with J.K. Dobbins is for him to be Derrick Henry light, you're banking on him to get all this rushing volume to be extra efficient with that rushing volume, and then when they're in the red zone, J.K. Dobbins is getting the red zone touches. Here's the issue with J.K. Dobbins. I just talked about it. They don't target the running back. Least amount of targets Baltimore to the running back position over the last three years in football. Two. Gus Edwards is still there, and Gus Bus is going to command touches around the goal line in between the 20s. He's going to get touches. And issue number three, when they get to the goal line, Lamar Jackson is just a threat to pull it and run it himself as he is to hand the ball to J.K. Dobbins. So what you're really banking on with J.K. Dobbins is massive efficiency. When he gets those touches, he's not only ripping off big chunk plays, he's also house calling some of those. He's breaking those 11-yard runs to the end zone to score. You're, you're, you're really betting on touchdowns. I love the rushing talent of J.K. Dobbins. Hell, if you ask me, J.K. Dobbins are 101. I, I think there's a case to be made that J.K. Dobbins can even, even go 101 because of how good he is as a runner. And the issue is... Uh, Gus Edwards, that offensive philosophy, and Lamar Jackson. There's a lot there. There are a lot of J.K. Dobbins pros, but there are also some some data, uh, some some things that you can look at, some factual data that's an issue with J.K. Dobbins um, because he's going to just have to be ultra efficient and betting on efficiency. I'd rather bet on volume than efficiency in fantasy football. I just want the volume. Uh, Efficiency is a plus. It's cherry on top. But just going into it, betting on efficiency is that's that's a tough bet, man. And he's going to have to be ultra efficient to 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 produce at a high end level in that offense. All right. So just so everyone knows, I'll be pulling questions from the chat now. That was all we had kind of pre set up. Oh, cool. But Ray, this is a great question because I've been thinking about this a lot. And I was talking to my buddy about it yesterday. Oh, boy. We have to talk about it is what the hell do we do with Kyler Murray? And is he is he a guy that we still believe in compared to some of these other quarterbacks? Because as talented as Kyler Murray is, I think that in a lot of ways he is living off of this perceived upside, right? It's like we know how great of a runner he is. And I talk to you all the time about how talented I believe Kyler Murray is as a thrower, as a runner. 
But what do we do with Kyler Murray and how do we evaluate him in Dynasty? Because when you watch him play in some of these big games, you're like, what are you doing? And the collapse of the Cardinals going one and five to end the year, it just, you can't make sense of it. And I don't know whether to blame Cliff. I don't know how to feel about it because DeAndre Hopkins should not mean this much to a quarterback. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's easily in a lot of ways the best receiver in football because of how much he helps Kyler Murray. But when when D-Hop isn't in the I, game, I, Kyler looks like okay. dog shit. I've I've said this privately um in a couple of chats in the Discord. Like I'm not concerned about Kyler Murray, but I'm a little kid. I'm not full-fledged like red alarm just a little bit right um there's no doubt I, I think he's one of the top three most talented quarterbacks in the NFL and let me let me just I, I it's funny this question pops up my best friend best man in my wedding we were talking about this last night I want y'all to really like feel me when I say this like feel like listen to me listen up I don't care if you're brushing your teeth taking a shit listen to what listen to what I'm about to say right now for Kyler Murray to be where he is in the NFL and regarded as one of the best players in the NFL, at five foot eight, that dude ain't no five ten, but he's five eight. I see him in he's five eight. Two hundred pound quarterback in the NFL. Do you know how ridiculously good you have to be to do what he's doing right now in the NFL? Like, I truly cannot comprehend given his physical size, stature. You got quarterbacks 6'3, 6'4, 230, 240, cannon of an arm, can't cut it. For him to be as good as he is and to be in the position he's in, as someone who played, man, like I truly cannot fathom it. Like it's it, it's it's I, I cannot comprehend it. I I've said this more, I just I don't know, man. Like there's no doubt he's one of the most talented quarterbacks. I don't know if it's Cliff. I don't know if it's the weapons. Like his weaponry is not it's not bad, but it's 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 not it's it's okay, right? I mean it's he's got Ertz, he's got AJ Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know what it is. It's am I buying? No, because I'm not paying that. Am I selling? No, because you can't get rid of that. I, I would like I if I asked you the top, I ask I ask people all the time who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, and here's the consensus that I get: Herbert, uh, Kyler, Bur, uh, Herbert, Kyler, Mahomes, Josh Allen, and then a tier break. Like everyone's saying that's the top, that's the the, the tier one: Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Murray. I don't think Kyler Murray's tier one, man. I don't. Over the over the course of his career. Like he always does, he starts hot and then fizzles off. And and you have to wonder, yeah. he was injured. He had a high ankle sprain this year. Is he all the way healthy? I, I don't know, man. It's just something about him that I'm just like, I look at Herbert and Burrow and I was like, I want those guys. Like, there's no doubt. I want those guys. I want Josh Allen. I want Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Would you rather Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray? I and, and honestly so, think I'd rather Lamar Jackson. I, I think I'd like, rather just the Lamar way that too. Kyler's looking. I think I'd rather have Lamar. But, I, but it was for me. I would. I wanted Lamar before like Sunday or Monday night. Like it, it's just yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I think Kyler is a great tactical runner. Like great. Lamar mm -hmm. Jackson is the best rushing quarterback to ever play the NFL game. To ever play football, man. Like 
It's elite level running. Kyler is a great tactical running quarterback. Like when he picks his spots, but he can't just take over a game on the ground. And some people have done some studies, like even through the air, like we like to think he's this super accurate, efficient passer. I think the data says otherwise. I, don't quote me on that. I don't know, man. I, I, he just is something there to where if I got an offer, if somebody really thought Kyler was like top three and they were out on Lamar and I can tear down from Kyler to Lamar and get even a second round pick in this year or 2023, I would do it in a heartbeat, man. Um... I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. And it's funny because I literally was talking to my homeboy about this last night. Yeah. I think he's great, but I just I don't I don't have him in the same tier as Herbert, Mahomes, Josh Allen. I don't personally. Yeah. Okay. Some quick questions, a little rapid fire. So okay. let's let's get let's okay, get a, a few questions in because no no, you're fine. So Akers and the 102 or JT. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, Jay, I, I probably, I want JT, man. Ah, two is nice, but you get an opportunity. That's a tough one. I, I think that's a good deal on both sides, but I probably would take Jonathan. Say that's a good deal on both sides. I, I, I abstain. I will not answer. Right, the answer out. is JT. I'll okay. give you an answer. Right, uh, Devonte Adams or Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson, easy. Okay, so better wide receiver to buy low on in Dynasty, Lazard, Fuller, or Jacoby Myers? Yuck. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yuck. I mean, but I think I think the answer is probably Lazard, based on how you feel about him. You oof. think he's going to leave Green Bay, go to a place where he maybe sees some more targets. Sounds like, woof. again, Fuller, the problem is the dude never plays. Yeah, woof, woof. I, none are by lows. Those are just throw-ins in a deal. Like I would throw one of those guys in. I'd rather, I'd rather the 210 opposed to any of those wide receivers. Give me 210 over all those wide receivers. Yuck. Okay, where are you at with DK if Russ leaves? Still I think top he's in 10, trouble, man. Back half. Really? Yeah, he's still top 10. Probably the back half of the 10, like wide receiver 8, 9. Still good, man. That talent, bro. Like quarterback situation change. He's still top ten. He's not. He's not wide receiver one that people were saying coming into the year. Wide receiver two, uh, Chase Jefferson. Uh, he, he's he's still top ten. He's still top ten. Okay, so the other question that we've been talking that people have been talking about recently, and I think it's because of the Podfather. The Podfather said that we should be selling CD Lamb. Where are you at with CD Lamb, and how do you feel about him going forward? Yeah. And I, I'm I'm actually doing a show with Matt Kelly in two weeks. We'll talk about this. Uh, that's my dude. Matt Kelly is my dude, like for real. That's that's my boy. Um, really, really great dude. Asshole on the air. Really great dude in person. Really great dude. Um, I'm not selling him. I I got too much CD Lamb, and I've got some strategic <laughs> moves I'm trying to make. So I cannot I cannot answer this question because it will ruin what I'm trying to do. But I would buy him if people are that panicked on CD Lamb. Uh, listen, he hasn't produced, uh, he, he hasn't done Jefferson level stuff. He hasn't done chase level stuff. He's super young. It's a good offense. Gallup is gone. Schultz is probably gone. I, st I, I don't know why people are so If you're going to buy low on any wide receiver right now, go buy low on CD lamb, because I think this is about as low as you've been able to acquire them over the last two years. And if that's the case, I would be doing that. 10 out of 10 times. I'm still in on CeeDee Lamb. All right, two more. All right. Two more. Two more. Two more. 
Mac Jones and Nick Chubb for Joe Burrow in Superflex. Joe Burrow. That was easy. Yeah. Two more. That was easy. Joe Burrow. Okay, so what else we got here? Dream. 107 and more for Lance. I'm assuming that's DJ Moore? What, DJ, Christian, we need to know. Is that DJ Moore? I'm not answering that. That's that's a that's yeah, hey, Podfather is a lot nicer now. He is a lot nicer. He has changed. He used to be an asshole, and I loved it, but he is a lot nicer. He is a lot nicer. I agree. Um, uh, Eli Moore. All right, okay, I, Eli Moore. It's Eli Moore. So 107 and Elijah oh. Moore and Trey Lance in Superflex. Uh, I can still get one of the quarterbacks, and we don't know what Trey Lance is. I'm excited about him. I'd probably take 107 and Eli Moore and bank on either Sam Howe, Kenny Pickett, or Matt Corral falling to me. If they don't fall to me, I've screwed myself, but I'd probably take 107 and Elijah Moore over Trey Lance. Okay, Ayuk and Dalton Schultz or CeeDee Lamb in a two-tight end league? What? Ayuk and Schultz, like Dalton Schultz, or CeeDee Lamb in a two-tight end league? Do you like how I put my ear to the mic like the, the damn audio was coming out of this? I'm like, huh, excuse me? Um, CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Yeah. CD Lamb. I think so, too. Okay. And then Jefferson for Swift and 107 in a 16-team Superflex. 16-team Superflex? Yeah, Jefferson for Swift and the 107. Oh, you got you to gotta take that. I played in one 16-team league one season and it was the worst experience I've ever had playing fantasy football. The court think about if if you pick at 101 and let's just say you take say you're like I'm taking Jonathan Taylor at 101 in a 16 team super flex. By the time your 102 rolls around, the best quarterback that's on the board is probably Jimmy Garoppolo. You have screwed <laughs> yourself royally. Uh I do not like 16 team leagues. Not fun. No, thank you. I was one and done like a Duke basketball player in the early 2000s. I was out of that thing. I was like, I don't give a damn. I paid. For, I, I'm out. I'm out. Don't like it at all. But look, this was fun. This was fun. That's yeah. it. That's all we got today. Um, honestly, appreciate the comments. We will do this every Wednesday. It's fun to engage with the people, Jay. And those were some damn yes, sir. good questions. Hopefully it helped y'all think about some stuff. Y'all appreciated the content. You liked it, Jay. I know we told the people Kenneth Walker tomorrow, but I'm seeing a lot of people oh, no. ask me for Isaiah Spiller. They're like, I want Isaiah Spiller. Real quick, quick heat check. Kenneth Walker prospect profile or Isaiah Spiller? We're going to leave the poll up for 60 seconds because I know it's a little bit of a tape delay. Who who do you think the people are going to vote for, Spiller or, or Kenneth Walker? I think they'll vote for Spiller Let's because I think, I think for as far as I'm concerned, there's more parallels to – Brees Hall, right? And oh wow, we already got some walkers rolling in. I I really thought that wow, okay, everyone wants Walker. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Oh. That's it. Everyone that, I wants mean, Walker. it's a clean that's... sweep. When it starts off 1 2 3 4 5 6 straight, Kenneth Walkers 7 8. Oh geez. All right. It's There we go. Christian Christian said Spiller. I like the guy that says something different. Everybody says Kenneth Walker. All right. We'll take a look at Kenneth Walker. I got them both cut up. I already did it. Carlos, I know you're uh you're uh you're you're it's your afternoon. You want some Spiller, Walker, Texas Ranger. I used to love that show as a kid, man. Walker, Texas Ranger, Matlock, my freaking grandma. Do you did you do you know what Matlock is, Jay? No. You don't know what Matlock is? You've never seen that show, Matlock? No. 
I guess I'm just not old enough. Is it Matlock or Madlock? I think it's Matlock. M-A-T. <laughs> anyway, neither here nor there. Thank y'all for checking out the Q&A show. Appreciate all the feedback and comments. Uh, dope. We will take a look at Kenneth Walker tomorrow. Talk a couple of uh, prop bets for this weekend. I already put a couple of things in on prospects and the lines have already moved. There we go. Stone knows what I'm talking about. Somebody in here is dating me, man. But we appreciate y'all being here. Y'all have a great damn Wednesday. And we'll holler at y'all tomorrow. We out. Peace. Peace.